The Secret Shopper Files podcast is presented by Michael Sands, Darren Hunter, and Dennis Youssef from Inspired Growth Training. In each episode, we secret shop property management agencies at a location anywhere over Australia, New Zealand, the United States, or the United Kingdom and deliver our findings and results to you so you know how to dominate in your marketplace by competing better on service and value and not on fees. If you want us to secret shop your competitors, contact us at secretshopperfiles.com. Hi everyone, Darren Hunter here. Before we get into our podcast, just want to do a quick shout out for Inspection Manager. What an amazing inspection app platform that they have. And they're really excited at the moment with their tenant assisted routine inspections, where your tenants in the convenience of their own time frame and in the convenience of their rental property, they can be getting you through the app inspections, um, their own inspection or their own photos that they've done. Now this is going to help you, particularly if you're in lockdown, but what we've also found as businesses have come out of lockdown, um, they've found that perhaps they can do maybe one or even two of these inspections a year, aside from scheduling their normal routine inspections. The next step, really go and have a demo, have a look for yourself and make a decision where this could actually work for you too. So go to inspectionmanager.com, request a demo and check it out. So uh, as everyone knows, um, we have been doing the um, SMR reports, the strategic market reports. And I got to tell you, the amount of times we call people and we're talking, we're speaking with thousands of real estate agents around the world the amount of times that I am putting my head in my face and almost crying at how some people are answering the phone calls, um, everything they're doing to try and onboard or get new business. And it's no wonder people miss out on so many prospecting opportunities globally. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, it does blow me away listening in on some of these calls, Michael. Um, some of the basic things that people tend to forget when answering the phone, little things that they could tweak that will help put them um, at the forefront of um, winning the listing before they even speak to a BDM. That you know, some really basic things that we'll, you know that we'll cover in going through um, today that'll help them win more business. Just if they just implemented these um, handful of things that we're going to cover, it's going to help them. So. Um Dennis, we thought today that we could impart some of the things that we've experienced um, whilst making our phone calls. And this isn't after this isn't whole after the, the presentation and you signing up the, the document. This is probably one of the most important parts of the process. And I guess it comes down to Dennis, like that first impression, doesn't it? Oh, it, it certainly does, you know. And a lot of people forget about that front of house. That one person that answers the phone. Michael, you could say, oh my goodness, Dennis, you need to go to this restaurant. Give these guys a call, book in a table. Going on your, the basis that you're referring that business to me. But if I ring and my experience with that person who answers the phone, whether you call in front of house, reception, maitre d', whatever they are in a restaurant, it's not good. I'm already doubting. I'm, I'm doubting and I'm second guessing the, the reason for why I was told to use this company. It, you know, so it can put you behind the eight ball. It is so important to get that person answering the phone correctly. You know, people, even if they're using a virtual assistant answering service, you know, 
put a little bit of training and um, into them and put these things that we're going to share in place, that'll help you win that business. That run a house is so important. And I guess, Dennis, too, like that, that's a perfect um, number one point to raise, answering the phone call. And we see officers from all around um, the globe have different mechanisms for that. One is they actually have someone staffed in an office or maybe not during COVID time, but they have someone domiciled to answer that call. Mm-hmm. Um, we also see people um, have it outsourced to people that aren't in the office, could be somewhere else in the country, but it's an, it's an answering system, okay, where they're taking a message and they're call and you know, hopefully people are calling back. Um, and, and then you have that full outsourced virtual assistant that's taking the calls. There's a whole whole bunch of issues here, Dennis. Yeah. And Michael, let's not forget about there's also those systems. Press one if you want this. Press two if you want this. Press three if you want this. You know, or, or a voice message that um, it goes to a voice message that talks about all of the maintenance and this, that, and the other, and it's a two-minute message before, you know, I'm hanging up. So, you know. And I guess like the, the best ones we've seen of that is where it's direct. It's like press one if you're a landlord, two if you're a tenant, three if you're a tradesperson, and then it's open there because then it falls into the, into the right funnel category. The When you make the phone call, someone answers it. They say, hi, Dennis, thank you. Michael isn't in the office at the moment. Um, I'll have him call you back. Sometimes I tweak and I'm like, um, are you in the office with them at the moment? It's like, oh, no, we're actually not in the office with them, but they'll call you, they'll call you back. And then... I would say, well, okay, do you know what time? I'll call you back. Oh, I'll call you back within the day or within a couple of hours, okay? And I said, oh, look, I just have an easy question. Do you think you might be able to help me answer that? You know, we'll, we'll, we'll touch on that. But um, it's answering the phone. Now, Dennis, what's an appropriate time to answer the phone? Um, well, appropriate time to answer the phone is all the time. <laughs> you know, if you can have someone that's answering the phone, and now we're not expecting everyone to, to, to be working 24-7, right? Uh, but we do, you know, answering the phone, are you talking about within a particular period or actually answering the phone? You know, three rings, right? Three rings. If you're going to talk about three rings, it, it's three rings, right? That That's your, your, your appropriate time to answer the phone. Okay, well, Dennis, what if you're a smaller operation and you don't have admin support, you don't have a receptionist, you don't have someone outsourced, and the main line is your mobile phone number, and you're out at an inspection, doing whatever, someone calls new business prospect, it's going to ring out, like it's going to ring, ring, ring to the voicemail, is that acceptable? You know, it's going to ring 10 times before it goes through the voicemail. Yeah, sure it is. If you're a small operator, then what you should do is, you know, turn airplane mode on, so I'll flick straight through to the voice message. Okay, because ringing, ringing, ring, sometimes there's a lot of rings before it goes to a voice message and you're frustrated, then you've got to listen. So, yeah. you know, turn airplane mode on, flick it straight to the voice message, have a call divert to another person um, or straight to your voice message bank. Um, right. Well, you know, or, or have an outsourcing, um, of somebody actually, uh, it gets flicked through to a, an answering service. Well, that raises um, an excellent segue into another point. Um, which is the hold music, the message that you actually have on the phone. So if you are going into flight mode, if you are if you are in an appointment and, and you turn your phone off because you know you don't want it to ring out the message. So how are you managing the expectations of the person calling you? And Dennis, we've seen when we've rang our call people, it's silence. Would you mind holding? Sure. And you don't even know if you're on hold. <laughs> um, are, you, are you still there? Should I be waiting? And you hear nothing. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, then it's that um, elevated music that you get. Dun, 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 dun. And how does it go? It? Sorry, how does it go? Well, no, I'm not going to repeat it again. Because Darren's going to take a clip of that and then play it on repeat. And he's probably going to do that anyway with that. Um, <laughs> but that's fine. Okay. Okay, Darren, you can have, you can have that one, Darren Hunter. That's his um, moment. You know, yeah, you, you, could have, you could have the local radio station. You could have points of differences recording. Employ a, a voiceover expert to talk about your company, your achievements, your points of differences. You know, there's a few different things that you could do, you know, um, in, in waiting for it. Yeah, correct. Did you know, you know, um, the ones we've seen have most success are when they're identifying pain points. I wouldn't be on that voicemail actually saying, did you know that we won the sales award for the last three years straight and we've topped sales of over $25 million in the last three months? Uh, you know, it would be more around the pain points, identifying if it's a prospect, you know, have you had issues with your tenants not paying rent? Here, we do this, this and this to help you or, you know, whatever that pain point journey is. But you can be creative with that message, but don't be boring, don't be silent and don't be elevator. A great point on that, Michael, is you see a lot of posts of, you know, we've leased 17 properties this month. You know, we've alleviated the pain of 17 owners and successfully um, found great tenants for them in record time. Just that wording alone adds so much extra point value to uh, we lease 17 properties. You know, alleviate, you know, because you, you're talking about those pain points that you've got in there, which is um, some really good points. Now, something to add to that, Michael, right? What is the appropriate time for someone to be on hold for? Because my mm. goodness, you know, we could, we could talk about companies we've called and we're on hold and we're in queues and we're waiting. Yep. And all of those memories start to flow back when you bring it up, right? So how long is too long to be on hold? As little as possible. However, it is acceptable to put someone on a hold for a period of time if you manage that expectation. Ring, 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 ring. Hi, it's Michael. Welcome to IGT Realty. Uh, how can I help you today, Dennis? And then Dennis would say, I'm looking for this. No problem. Look, would you mind if I pop you on hold for approximately 30 to 40 seconds or 15 to 20 seconds and I'll come back to you? Yes, you put them on hold. You've managed the expectation. So if it is going to be longer than normal, I'm just with someone in the office at the moment. Would you mind if I pop you on hold for 30 seconds and I'll come back to you? Then it's okay. But if it's, uh, I'll pop you on hold and I'll just see if they're available a minute later, minute and a half later, two minutes, four minutes, and I haven't come back to you, I would hang up. And, and, and during those times, Michael, we know that they're potentially in the office, right? Because, you know, the, because the, we the know. person... Yeah, we know that they're potentially in the office. A, because they may have just called us and said they're in the office. And the and the the front of house staff is saying, oh, let me see if they're in, right? <laughs> so jump back on and you know get that wording right, but jump back on and saying, uh, look, I haven't got through to them yet. Um, they are on a call, whatever the case. Feed that information back to them because you have given them that expectation. Well, you know? the other thing there, Dennis, like a good a good well-run office. If a PM or a BDM or whoever is in there and you've got someone at the front answering calls, you know, directing traffic, they should know at all times who is in the office. Yep. And they should be able to see from a phone board if someone's on the, on a call, not if they're on the mobile, but there's no reason to say, yes, Dennis is in the office. Um, please hold for about 30 seconds while I try and connect through to them. Uh, if you can't reach and look, Dennis is on his mobile phone at the moment. I have made him aware that, you, you, that you've rang. Now, I, I guess this also brings in another good point, um, which is the person who is actually answering the phone, knowing what to say. Like, are they skilled enough to take the, the simple inquiry? 
do they know how to take the message? Like if they're not, if they can't take the inquiry because they don't know about renting out a property or that information, do they know the basics required to take the, the inquiry? The simple answer here, Dennis, is no. So many people don't know that. They say, Dennis isn't in the office. He'll call you back. Or can you call back in an hour? Or, or can you refer to our website? <laughs> The people that are calling your office with a rental property with the idea for you to potentially manage it, yep. they want to get something from you now. And if you're not the right person to take that inquiry, that's okay. But know the simple things to say so that you can give them something. Yeah, we'll touch absolutely. on like interesting stuff you know, in a moment, but know what to say. I mean, Dennis, we bring thousands of people now. Oh, look, it is crazy. You know, and, and the basic thing of if somebody rings and says, I'm thinking of selling or renting my home out, that person answering the phone needs to know the right person that it gets fed to. Do I feed it to both people? Who do I give it to first? Um, and understanding the differences of what renting and selling means as well. You know, um, and, and, you know, a common question that we hear a lot of agencies um, receive calls of owners ringing and not understanding their state, you know, so a property manager doesn't need to be disturbed on that. So, you know, you could train the front of the house staff just to quickly explain it to them, or they could flick them a video that um, the office may have done explaining the tutorial on it, you know, and that alleviates a phone call across the property management, the person who answers the phone feels like they're um, being responded to, which is great because they've been updated on some of the stuff. And the, the person who's calling you, they don't need to know that you're not the most experienced person in the office, right? They don't know that you're not the Sultan of Brunei. They don't know if you're not like a royal leader or they don't know if you um, as a business owner or not. But if, if you're not, um, you know, the BDM or the PM, there's no reason why you can't impart like a little bit of wisdom and, and knowledge to, to keep that person interested. Valid point. Very valid. So, okay. So we've gone over answering the call, you know, within a certain time frame. We've gone over the messages, holding messages. Um, we've gone over the person picking up the phone call, knowing some basic things of what to say to the prospect. Now, if they aren't the right person, and let's say legitimately the person isn't in the office, right? Okay. They're not just having their, their lunch break, which is also okay. But um, the next point would be returning the phone call. Whoa! Can't do that. Whoa! <laughs> but I'm scared about returning that phone call. I don't know what to say. Who are they? <laughs> what type of property have they got? Is it in the area? Are they mystery shopping me? Oh, I don't know. Doesn't matter. It's a tricky one. No, it doesn't matter. But how do you alleviate if it is someone that's secret shopping, right? So, so how do you alleviate? You just don't know if it is or not. You know, something they could do, Michael, is actually, you know, get the details of the person that rang them. Front of house should be, uh, just in case we get disconnected, name, phone number, email, property it's relating to, or the issue, whatever the case is, you know, so they know how to follow up or who to follow up, right? Mm. Um, you know, as we know, technology is great as it is, we have dropouts. We have dropouts. Yep. So it is, you know, it's really important just to get those details from people. Definitely get their details, but we've had to wait like days to get returned phone calls from some agencies because they're too busy to make a five minute phone call back. Yep. We, um, we found the issues where they've had people that are in um, other parts of the country not being in the office and are purely just taking a message. 
It's okay having someone in another country taking your phone calls if they're part of the company, if they know the values of the company, if they know the people in the company and they are actually doing legitimate tasks and working for that business, right? That, that's fine. And we see that happening around the globe, okay? Yeah. But we also see more often than not, the person taking that message that somewhere else has got nothing else to do with the business other than taking a message. Mm. And Michael, sometimes, you know, uh, our, our team, they're ringing um, an office and then they've got a, like, a, a, like a, a main office. It could be, let's say it's a franchise group. So there's one, one phone number that it goes to and then they're patching you through to that state or they're yeah. patching you through to that region. You know, um, and and those calls that aren't getting returned, yeah. that that's where it can get painful. Um, you know, because the person who's making the call, that they, they've I've already called this number and I'm waiting for someone to call me back. I spoke to oh, you know, and they're not being explained that they're a call centre as well. So it creates that confusion um, for our teams, and we're experienced in real estate and we're having these issues. I know. So, you know, but those follow-ups, they are so important. And, and you know, again, it's, it's like that question you asked me at the beginning, how long do you wait for a phone for it to be ringing? What's the expectation of a phone call to be followed up? Well, again, the person, who's also, the person who's also taking that message should also say, yep, Dennis will give you a call back within one or two business hours or by the end of the day. So yeah, the person yeah. who's made that call, to the office of prospect actually has an expectation there. Otherwise, I got no idea. Now, um, we'll touch on this um, later on, but the person who's fielding that call at the start, they should also have your pre-listing information to, to, to send out. But look, let, let, let's touch on that um, later on, Dennis. Yeah, yeah. Let's just try and keep some flow here. I guess you return the call or you're in the office and you've been able to take the call Sell me your services, Dennis. What's your points of difference? Tell me more about, you You know, and I guess you made an excellent point offline earlier that so many times you ring an office and they're always speaking about themselves and straight away they're trying to do a hard sell on you to kind of tell you how great they are, how many awards their sales director has won over the last three years, how good their sales team is, um, everything's great about them. But a lot of people aren't asking listening questions either did no they've got to ask those listening questions so you know how and what their pain points are you know you know what the pain point is of that person that's calling you they're giving you the information of how you're going to win the business you know it could be a potential tenant right and they're struggling getting an agent to show them a property so they because they're desperate they want to you know get into a property so um you know and you've you know, if you can alleviate that pain from them, they're going to feel so much more relaxed and they're going to feel so much more um, heard and um, and taken care of that they're going to become that raving pair. So you need to ask those listening questions like, you know, why did you call our office? It's such a good question to ask. Hi, everyone. Michael from Teams by Design. We've just recently launched our after-hour phone service. What that means for you is we can now answer your phone calls from 5 p.m. Monday through Friday and all day Saturday and Sunday. We can help you with inquiries such as property inquiry, leasing inquiry, maintenance support, and new business inquiries. So please make sure you head to teamsbydesign.com, leave your information, we'll arrange a Zoom, and catch up and show you how we can help you through this. Hey. Michael, you need to know where your leads are coming from. 
You need to know who's referring your business. You know, even if they just say, oh, you know, I heard that you guys are really strict on. Okay, so then you know that they're, they're a potential landlord that, that, that is looking for a strict property manager. Or, you know, they could be, oh, you know, I see your signs everywhere. So they, they see our for lease signs or to let signs or whatever the case, you know. I think, I, I think too, um, when you ask those listening questions and, and you, you have the prospect, you know, filling you in with exactly what they're looking for and about the property and, and their questions, that's how you can differentiate your points of difference. Mm. Because we also see that people have got like the same set points of difference for every single phone call. But those same set points of difference may not actually be targeting the pain point for the person that's asking about the business. So you don't need to have like three points of difference that you you about them all the time. Have a number of points of difference that you know will really reach that pain point of the pain that the person's calling you for in the first place. Mm. Yeah, spot on, which it could be around... You know, they're worried their property's going to sit vacant for two now, can we can we put a request out there, Dennis? Do you think it's appropriate of us to put a request out there to people about... I think, I think it's okay. Um, please don't let us know that you have 50 years of combined experience in the office. Please. Or please don't tell us that you're a boutique agency. <laughs> you know, they're the two common ones, right? Or... All that you've got zero tolerance on renteries. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> and, and also that um, you do really great marketing of, of properties and you have really clear photos. Don't tell us all this. Yeah. Or, or that you're really strict on your tenancy applications. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's a good one. You, you assess the applications the very best in the marketplace. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, if, if you're going to say these things, back it up. Back it up with statistics and data. Prove it. Yeah. Prove it. Although, you know, and the fam, the family run business. Great. I just, as, as an example, I came across the family run business. The head of the property management department had three months experience and had come over from a government management role who had no idea about residential rentals or anything at all, but it was a family run business, Dennis. Doesn't that give you comfort? Family run business. <laughs> It does, because they're a family-run business shows me that they've got a lot of experience in real estate and they're no doubt a boutique agency as well. I guess, I, and that moves us on to the next point there um, from the family-run business, but it's, it's knowing who's doing what in, in the office, okay? So mm. we um, speak to people and one of the points of difference is we have a pod-style system or, you know, we have a, a department-type um, system or, you know, whatever, however they're going to manage their properties. They fail so many times when they might say we have 10 people in the 10 people in our team we have someone that does arrears someone that does maintenance someone that does uh, lease renewal someone that does application someone that does answers the call someone that does this someone that does that great so i'm going to be speaking to 10 people about my property is it you know or i'll handle everything or like when you call up you speak to a leasing person or the receptionist puts you through to the leasing puts you through to the bdm and then you go to the property management team Mm. who's doing what don't make it overwhelming for the prospect Dennis like if I knew I had to deal with 10 different people about my property so I would potentially be communicated with by 10 different people that's overwhelming it is and and it's jargon as well Michael all of the pod this that the other they, they don't understand it's jargon it, it, so it's really important just to be you know um 
dumb down the conversation just because they're picking up the they, they don't know. That's why they're ringing you. They don't know what a BDM is. They don't know what a pod system is. They don't know what a leasing agent is. They don't know what a marketing agent is. You know, whatever the case, you've got to pretend they don't know. And we were, like, Dennis, we were a pod style. Like, we had um, the customer service facing people, and then we had the people behind the scenes that, that did all the work. But did we tell the owners that we had, you know, 20 people doing things or 10 people doing things? No, we said, this is our setup. This is the person that you'll be dealing with day in, day out. Behind the scenes, we have our other support team that are helping with those tasks. But you will be dealing with Dennis. Yes. So knowing who does what, um, don't over whoever answers the phone, if it's not your strong point, if it's not what you're actually doing within the business, don't profess that you are that person, but know enough to hold a conversation um, you know, with that. And I guess, Dennis, too, we'll touch you on earlier, which brings us on to the next point. Um, around the marketing and pre-listing and proposal, whoever does answer that phone call should have access to be able to send the prospect your pre-listing information, right? Yeah. Make it personal. No, don't, don't automate it so that it's just dime a dozen. If Dennis rings the office, dear Dennis, thank you so much for your phone call today um, and for giving us the address of the property. Um, please see attached our pre-listing uh, email before um, you know, Darren is gonna give you a call uh, to discuss your property, please see ways that we market your property differently. Please see our proof statement of exactly how we manage our rent arrears and the percentage at the moment. Um, show them how great the photo quality is that you are. Show them where the property sits online. But the prospect is getting something right away. And the person who answers the phone can help them. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And and do you know what? CC the BDM or the person that they're calling in as part of this email and in making it personal as well. And I love the facts that you're sending them to. You know, don't just feed them to your website. You know, do not just feed them to the website. That you know, your front of house is actually emailing them some information. So it's keeping that communication and that rapport building within the house. So, which is really good. It's so important to do. Um, there's nothing worse than listening to a conversation that one of our teams had and they've said, look, the BDM's not in at the moment, but you know, if you go to our website, you oh. can read up about them or you can have a look at our fees or whatever the case. Feed them, click here. So, I mean, Michael, a lot of our stuff, when we get a new business inquiry, all of the stuff's on our website. But my, my pre-list email is click here to see it. Click here. I'm feeding them to the right area. But you know, giving them the stuff. Um, Dennis, so if you can't find the information that you are looking for, please make sure you email Darren at IGTmail.com. Darren, D-A-R-R-E-N at IGTmail.com. And yep. um, he'll be able to direct you where to go. He is a valuable library resource. Absolutely. And Darren can also give you an example of where our pre-listing email is that your office can use that will help you convert more business that we're talking about. Um, it's the exact pre-listing email. I can't say exact. It's it's ninety percent there of the pre-listing email that I personally use that helped me list over nine hundred properties. Yeah, so and that's well. that's gold. That, that that's absolute gold. And I, I guess to um, one of the things, and Darren also mentioned to us offline, um, what he appreciates too is getting like a video text message um, from someone. So let's say that the BDM isn't in the office, or the right person to speak to isn't in the office but the front of house or whoever answers the call takes the inquiry 
says, yep, great, I'm getting a dentist to give you a call. Um, please watch your email address. I'll send you some information that we have already outlining our process. Great, you've sent that off. Um, that person in the office or wherever they are has now sent Dennis a message to say, hey, Dennis, um, Darren actually rang. Uh, they got a property on 1 Smith Street. They're looking to rent it out. Um, here's their phone number. Here's their email. I've already sent them a pre-listing. Dennis then gets on his phone, his, his Apple, Apple, and then he does a video message to Darren. Hey, Darren, I uh, just want to say thank you so much for your inquiry um, about your property on Smith Street. I know that um, Beck has already sent you through our pre-listing information, but I'd love to make a time with you to have a chat and to see how I can help uh, rent out your property and answer any questions that you may have. Look forward to speaking with you. I'll give you a call shortly. So easy to do. So easy. And, and let's just say another point is we are personalizing our business transaction with these people. It's got to be personalized. It's got to be we personalized. Are personalizing it. You know, so, you know, the front of house person is personalized. The, the, the music, the on hold, it's personalized. You know, the asking the questions is personalized. The email, it's personalized. The video text, it's all personalized. Everything about it is bringing your personality into the, the entire transaction. So it's not just becoming, it's not black and white. You and know, I was going to say too, and like um, just touching on that, the amount of times that we've called offices and they try and direct us to their website. Yes, you've got it all on your website, but I'm not calling you to be directed to your website. I'm calling you to speak to a human being, to have a human engagement about one of the largest investments I've probably potentially made in my entire life. And I'm trying to find someone that I can like, know and trust to help me manage that and find good tenants, collect rent, maintain the property and hopefully build a relationship with over a long period of time. If you just said, yes, if all our things are on our website, how is that going to happen? Yeah, I know. Guess what, Michael? I may have already been on your website. I may have already read your information. I may have already found the phone number on your website. And now I want to actually speak to somebody. So if I'm being reverted back to the website after I've done that, guess what I'm going to do, Michael? You go to someone else's website. I'm going to call the next person, right? You know, so it, 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 it does, you know, it does blow me away. We are a fishbowl society. It doesn't matter who tells you to refer, you know, if you're being told to call someone, mum and dad investors or whatever, they're on Facebook, they're on Google, they're doing their own homework, they're going to your website before they call you. So don't feed them back to somewhere they may have already read. No, no. But, you know, if they have called your office and you've sent them out the information and the BDM's got the message and, and they're, and they've got it and they've sent a video message, now would be the most optimum time, optimal time to make that appointment. So either the person who has answered the call can see the diary of the BDM or the PM or whoever's doing it and can book in an appointment. So if the person wants yep. to come into the office or if they want someone to visit the property, that person can then book, book the inspection. Or if the, yeah, you could be using Calendly, you could have a shared calendar, you know, there's various um, aspects that can be done. Um, you could even send them an introduction email and say, look, um, Dennis is at an appointment at the moment. Here's a diary link. Um, you can select the time that suits your needs, you know, yeah. as well. So it, it, at least it's giving you direct access to the person. Exactly. And I guess too, like just recapping, Dennis, if, if, if your office is able to like 
answer the phone call within a reasonable time frame. You have appropriate hold message or, or the wait music is appropriate too. Um, and you're not keeping people on hold for a long period of time. Um, the person who answers the call can help in some capacity, ask the right questions, get the right details. Uh, if the person's not available, they can return the phone call within uh, a good period of time, knowing your points of difference, knowing what to say, knowing how to differentiate yourself according to the pain points that the person is calling you for, knowing who does what in the business, what can you do, what does the admin do, how is your support structure set up, having your pre-listing your proposal ready to be sent out, personalized to the person that's made the inquiry with the office, personalizing it even further by having that video text message, yep. booking in that inspection, and I guess this is where the money, do we tell them where the money is? Do we tell them as a business where the money actually is? Or do we just... Can we, do we have to give it all away? <laughs> Darren's not going to jump in. I don't know. Darren, Darren probably doesn't want us to give it all away. I'll tell I you know, what, let's tell them where the money is. Forget what Darren's going to tell us afterwards. I know. We're going to get in trouble right now, but we're willing to do this for you. Darren, we're going to tell everyone where the money is. We hope you're okay with that. Now, the money is in the follow-up. I was going to say, show me the money. <laughs> show me the money. Hold on, follow up. So you mean to tell me, Michael, once you've booked an appointment and send off everything and you potentially had an appointment even, you've actually got to follow them up. Follow them up. That's where the money is. Money is made in the follow-up. Just yep. because you haven't heard from them 24 hours later or 36 hours later or 48 hours later does not mean that you don't have the right to call them back 24 hours later um, and contact them. That said, I would much prefer to see people once you've left the appraisal or left the meeting or finished the meeting an hour later, two hours later, send them a video message. Yeah. Hi Dennis. It's Michael. Um, thank you so much for having me through your property before. One thing that, um, I didn't mention is actually maybe if you did this to your property or I loved what you've done here, I think the right tenant would be this type of tenant whatever it is, but you're leaving some further wisdom for them to think about and you follow it up. And then you also leave in there, I'll give you a call tomorrow to see uh, what questions you may have had um, that you've thought about overnight. And then we can take the next process forward from there. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and follow up. yeah, follow up can be put into a couple of points here as well, Michael. Um, like Sometimes you may get a message that someone's called you and you've tried calling them and then you may have sent them an email. Follow that up. Follow that up. Chase them. They've called you because they've got a need that needs to be met. So keep calling them until that need is met, until you've actually got in contact with them, you know. And I'm going to be daring here and I'm going to add another tip. Are you okay if I add another tip into the mix here? Well... Darren's not here right now. He's watching. Darren's not here, so we're gonna we're gonna you know add another one. When you've actually booked an appointment and you've got on the phone, like send them a calendar invitation. For whether you're booking a time to have a discussion with them if they're interstate or not in your area, or there's a pandemic on and you can't meet face to face, you know send a calendar invitation with the phone number, with the address, with the link to your bio, whatever the case. Actually send them an invitation. Because it's just that another little touch point, right? Um, that you're adding to the, your repertoire. You know, this this is a really good client experience, Michael. You know, it's a really good client experience that um, can be. I mean, we could talk about each point, 
for uh, you know 30 minutes to an hour right the pre-listing email we could talk about for three hours you know <laughs> the follow-up process we could talk about for hours as well i mean we have procedures that we train people on for this and if this is we are only just covering certain points on how to better the standard of that client experience before the appointment. Correct. Yep. We've got it all there. If you go into our IGD portal, um, we have so much content uh, there for you. But um, I guess to today, Dennis, um, let's let's wrap it up. Like we've gone over everything. Um, the money's in the follow-up. And once you've made that follow-up, get the business, sign them up, and keep building uh, Keep building the portfolio. Go out there and make more connects. These are the things that you should be doing to build that relationship, that trust of the prospect contacting you to give you their business. Absolutely. And what a way of creating some raving fans through this experience that they're then going to want to continue to rave about you because they've had a great experience and they're going to spread the word um, to other people as well. It's all about that growth. It's all about that um, that positive mindset for business as well. Um, you know, we're inspired to, to give more tips on this, just as um, Darren is, uh, and we love giving more tips. But if anyone has more questions, simply email Darren at IGTmail.com. Perfect. Well, thanks for um, hanging around with me today, Dennis. Um, you know, uh, Darren, thank you for putting this together. Uh, if anyone has any questions, please reach out to us, log into our portal, call a coach. We are here to help. We are Inspired Growth Training and uh, we look forward to seeing you soon. Take care. Thank you.